What's up, guys? You're listening to The Beat London on 3.6 FM with me, Bashak, on my show, The Social. Now, as you know, for the month of September, we're speaking to some change makers, musicians, comedians, writers, everyone you want to hear from. And of course, on this week's show, we have George. Hi, how are you doing? What's going on? I'm all right, man. So how are you? you? Oh, I'm lovely. Thank you. Now, you are, of course, a musical poet. You're the host of Have You Heard George's podcast, and you're also a bit of a social commentator. Those are some good titles, huh? That's right. Yeah, that's 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 me. That's like, good, good, good. Now, I've got to, before we get into it, how has this lockdown period been for you? Um, it's been really difficult for a lot of people. I just wanted to know, being as busy as you are, um, did it give you the moment of just reflection hopefully and a bit of a headspace that you might have needed or no um lockdown came with some blessings i, I picked up a few good habits i run more now i exercise great, great. Um, and also i was uh in a in a new relationship that's now progressed into a you know we're engaged so i saw how exciting congratulations to, to you and sandra thank you yeah, yeah, yeah. Very so. beautiful so, so you, you you pop the question and you're running more yeah man yeah progression, so. progression on every level hey yeah we've got to keep it moving Amen. I love it. Very cool. now before we get into some of the media topics i have for you today and i chose media ones because i think you can handle it um talk to me about you as a writer and kind of a bit about your creative process. Do you need to go into a particular zone to create? Can you do it kind of anywhere? Do you need candles and quiet like I do? How does that work? <laughs> um, to create, I just put my mind to getting a certain point across. Mm. That's all I'm ever doing. And I want to be creative. So I listen to music mm -hmm. and I like to move around. Okay. But usually it's just that, just expressing myself. And what are you listening to right now? What's getting you in the zone? Anything new? Anything we need to be knowing about? I love Snow Allegra's album. Yes. Yeah, I love Snow Allegra's album. Um, I listen to rap all the time. Uh, British rap music is in a great place right now. Sonically, they're leading yeah. the way. We've got Americans copying what we're doing yeah. for the first time. That hasn't really been the case like that before. And Afro Swing, Afro Beats, we're still, I feel like we've, been listening to WizKids album the whole year. Yeah. Um, did you get tickets? I didn't get no tickets, no. You did, you, did you get tickets? <laughs> no, I didn't get tickets. Oh, wait, are we sad about that? about that? I think it was 12 minutes, though, to be fair. We ain't got to talk about that. 12 minutes. Mm. Hey, Wiz, you've been on the station before. Hook us up. George wants man. tickets. I want tickets. That's I didn't even try. I didn't even try, though, because I knew. <laughs> I, was like, I know how to pick my battles in this life, let me tell you. Yeah, you didn't need that stress. No, I didn't need that stress. Not probably here, though. Very, very cool. Uh, Snow is cool, because also she's taken a whole new direction, which I thought was quite brave of her as mm. an artist to do. Um, does that inspire you to do something different? Because I think when I look at your trajectory, almost, as an artist and as a commentator, you're always expected to say something yeah um oh, is there a pressure <clears throat> there is is there a way of like and and you have so much to say which is great <laughs> and you say what i would constitute as being the right thing if there is such a right thing um but you always expected to say and is there a pressure for you also as a human being going through life sometimes you want to talk about the football or like not this heavy meaty stuff mm, the expectation only comes from what i put out there and what i put out was real yeah so stuff's on my mind anyway. 
So you're like, I might as well share it with the world. Yeah. And how beautiful when it is being received. 100%. I'm so grateful that we're in an environment and at a time with this internet and with this home equipment where we can reach the world. Exactly. And we're having this conversation right now, guys, over Zoom. We've got our mics up. We're looking mad professional and we're able to connect, which is amazing. Um, and also expanding the reach, right? There might be people that haven't heard your story and the things you have to say and are going to go check you out, going to go listen to the podcast and hopefully yeah. get inspired by your point of view in the world. It's hopefully. Powerful. Hopefully. Mm. Or, or don't like you and that's okay too. It's fine. Fine. Just go, at least you have an opinion, right? That's what I always say. As long as they they love you and they hate you, at least they care. True. It's yeah. true, man. Yeah. You want to affect your time. Impact and effect. Amen. Now tell me about. Uh, so you've said in a previous interview that you treat each episode like a public address. That quite yeah. that was reminiscent to me of Mr. Sean Carter because he he likes to come with that that weight. Mm. Mm. Could you expand on that a little bit? Yeah, um, I was thinking about Mr. Sean Carter earlier mm. and how as I always have as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I always have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I was thinking how he's moved through so many different phases in his life, mm-hmm. and because he was rapping and recording the whole time he has a catalog of his thoughts mm. when you think about it he started going out with Beyonce 20 years ago now mm-hmm. and because he was recording and because he was an artist he actually announced it to the world slightly through singles like oh free Bonnie and Clyde yeah crazy and love Beyonce's song yeah fronting for our song Excuse Me Miss, Jay-Z's song, and all of these songs, you can hear him just thinking it through and being like, all right. And remember, just before that, he was doing Big Pimpin'. Mm -hmm. So what you get is things that he said to the public, public statements, which Mm -hmm. keep a record of how this human being is growing. Exactly. correct. Exactly, yeah. So I'm trying to do that. You're doing it. And actually, to to, to jump on the Jay-Z point, um, I, I don't know if you read Decoded. If you haven't, I really recommend it. I, have, I, I, I got it. Weird. And in one point, he says, um, he speaks the big, about the Big Pin Pin music video and about going to Jamaica, I think it was, to shoot it. And he says in the line, to your point, you know, those words would come back and haunt me and, and bite me on my ass. Because, of yeah. course, you know, a few years down the line, he did fall in Not love. Not even a few years. It was like the next year. Right, exactly. He did fall in love and he had to give in to a woman in a way that he never thought he would have to. Right. Are you scared of then your own evolution maybe ever saying the wrong thing? Yeah, I think about that a lot. Yeah. And I just try and build on what I learned. Again, mm-hmm. this is something that I learned from Jay-Z and all of my favorite rappers. They, a lot of the time, make mistakes and the way they express themselves and sometimes straight up their perspective is flawed but the ones that i really respect are the ones that have been able to just say yo i've, I've grown I, I i apologize or i've rethought what i said mm-hmm. and this is what i'm on now so because i followed these guys and i watched them do that journey i apply the same i apply the same thought to my thing like what do i know about my own growth that mm-hmm. is worth sharing with these people because I don't know where I'm going to go in the future I can't apologize in advance let me just let me just build on what I've already learned is there such a thing as a perspective being flawed though because you only do as good as you know correct and, and if you knew better you do better 
there is a certain level of grace we have to allow ourselves and each other when you look at moments like baby's comments recently of LGBTQ communities. I'm mad at that. He should know better. In this day and age, there is no excuse at the same time, just to jump on a bit of an extreme example, at the same time, if he takes this moment as a learning curve, as an education piece, can we forgive it? Can we? Yeah, we should always strive for forgiveness. Like, let it be here without sin to cast the first stone. You know, the mm, ones that, yes. like, who, who am I to really judge someone? Yeah. However, uh, yeah, it starts with accountability. Mm-hmm. You can't, and I, and I feel like we should encourage that more with our Absolutely. rappers, especially because they're, they're the most powerful storytellers from our community. Mm-hmm. Um, we should encourage them to be accountable for what they say and we should welcome mm. their growth and our own and our own sense. and our own 100 yeah. percent. you can't heal what you don't reveal as well so you come back to the source of the issue and, and it may be the ways in which certain members of the community don't feel like they understand lgbtq issues or don't feel ostracized or feel alienated or also yeah. afraid there's a lot yeah. of fear around all, all of right. that stuff so we've got to decide and choose to, to, to do better absolutely very cool dropping gems on your sunday guys i love it Uh, now talk to me a little bit about impact and legacy because you seem to me you seem to be for me a very substantial individual and i don't think you're very swayed by the trends and the the the, the wealth of the instagram generation that we're all in a bit where we all see kind of the end result and we see wealth being flaunted and we see this designer and the celebrity and and, and the kind of really fun superficial ish that Mm. is is going on um what does true impact look like for you true success Mm. Mm. because there's something i've been mediating on a lot in my life in terms of what i'd want my impact to be so i thought i would hit you with that one see what you got right 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 okay so um great question thank you to me impact can be seen in the people that you've touched okay i'm really interested in the people that i reach through my work mm-hmm. people always say don't read the comments but i'm fortunate to have a career where the comments are very constructive very substantial i get i tend to attract people that want to no they want to know or they want to share and they want to learn. Mm. So impact to me is being able to support them on that journey. Oof. And I take that so seriously. I've been thinking about it for years to where uh, I, event- I I ended up developing a whole platform, a whole, uh, it's like a forum called Common Ground, yeah? Mm-hmm. Where after you've listened to an episode of my podcast, because I touch on so many different topics in the episode, you have a chance to feed back, not just to me, but for, but to the rest of the, the community listeners. members almost. Incredibly, yeah, yeah, yeah. The common the ground community, yeah. exactly. And I'm so passionate about it that yeah. the whole model of common ground is based on us giving the audience a presentation at the end. Wow. So we collect all of their feedback and we just we we play it back to them because, like you said, legacy impact. It's, it, it's, it's a very important thing to me and it, it can only be demonstrated in the people, not mm-hmm. in the money, nothing material, Mm-mm. but in the lives that you have affected. Mm. So when all is said and done for you, you would like your legacy to be one where people are positively impacted by your words, 
and have positively maybe gone on to their journey and learned more because of you. Yep. Hundred percent. Very, very beautiful. It's cool that you actually have the common ground uh, tool, which is what it is, right? For an ecosystem of, of thought. Because what happens is I tell you what I think about you, essentially, and, and you have to do something very rare in this life, which is edit mm. yourself for the next go round. If you're listening hard enough, and if you care mm. to, if you care what I, what I have to say. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you do. But you for the, for the next go round. If there's a terminology you've used that I don't like, or a way of expressing something, or you've spoken about my homeland the wrong way, just out of not knowing, right? Yeah. I'll let you know. And if you dare 100%. to listen to me and you dare to tweak yourself, then we're all better informed. Yeah. You have the. Platform. And it's not just it's not just me as well. It's mm. the subject that we're talking about. Exactly. What can you share that I didn't know, or, or how can you refine our understanding as a community? I would yeah. love for for a physical community to work like that. Yeah. But we just look at the same um topics or the same issues and we just all share our perspective and use it to actually affect change it reminds me in denmark there's a thing called a human library swear yeah so you can go and speak to let's say i really judge prostitutes and sex workers but for being that i can go and sit in front of one actual right it's the, the human library and speak to them about oh. their life and it's such a powerful concept i think we should institute in every single kind of country um denmark is you seem to be ahead i don't know yeah, the nordic countries they, they've yeah. got all the the gender pay gap is the most oh my god the prisons small. are the most progressive schools all yeah everything i hear all about right, so we're, we're, moving to, we're moving to norway that's what's happening mm. Mm, apparently apparently uh it's a little too cool for my turkish skin that's right um and so that's so cool that they have the space that if you have a bias against a person for being who they are this could also go into people that are homophobic you are only ever afraid of what you don't know right and it's almost primal our our reaction to some things in life um because we don't know we fear and we don't dare to know and you're Mm. actually bridging that gap um but by your words i think and by your lived experience and by being the person that you are in a, in a, in a visceral way right thank you thank you yeah, it's, it's very very cool all right before i let you go for the break um i'd love to know what advice you have for any young people listening in to this point um who might be in the throes of creativity um trying to find themselves and losing themselves as we all have at one point or another when it comes to their life path and their career mm. I would say about it. I would say be who you needed when you were younger. Yeah. Mm. The best words the guiding light because you will always know. You'll always know what you should be doing and how you can help that person who is like you. Beautiful. Thank you. Be who you needed when you were younger that is final words from George will be back uh, right after the break. Don't go anywhere. What's up, guys? You're listening to The Beat London on a 3.6 FM with me, Bashak, on my show, The Social. We are very much back with George the Poet. How yes, are you it's... doing, sir? Still with us? I'm good. Yeah, I'm here, man. I'm here for the second half of play. Now, for the second half, I want to actually talk about the podcast a little bit. Um, I love the way you formatted it. I think it's so original in this day and age to also have a lengthy manifesto of sorts right because because that's what it is to me i'm a a politics graduate so i I can i know a manifesto when i see it and and it's powerful there's a power to every single one um 
when you first launched it, did the strength of the reception that you receive surprise you at all? <laughs> it wasn't that strong of a reception when I first launched it. Yeah. But, but when you they finally when they finally got into it though, did you were you surprised by and the reason I asked this question is because I've been saying for the longest that young people are ready. Mm-hmm. They wanna they wanna discuss these things, they wanna get involved, maybe they don't have the the language but they they want to get meaty what when you did get the reception that i guess you have now mm. what did, was that surprising it was a relief that's what i would say because um like you i believed that young people are ready i believe that people generally are ready and i didn't believe that the story was only that populism was on the rise yes and it was only that there is rising xenophobia in britain and racial tension i know i know that if we just talk to each other and we don't <clears throat> swallow um Belief whole system. stories whole yeah. narratives about each other mm-hmm. we're gonna find a lot more common ground than than, than difference in it so I was relieved that the podcasting space was at a place where it could really elevate what I was doing. I didn't even know it was as advanced as it is when I started, sure. but um, relieved is a good word. Relieved, and also probably your 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 emotional labor was was yeah. uh, met in, in yeah. the right way. Hundred percent. Um, as you can probably tell from the podcast, a lot of what I write is so personal that. I don't even want to hear it again. There are episodes that I struggle to listen to, but they've all reached someone else mm. who has reached back to me and been like, thank you. Mm. Is there anything that you don't discuss or haven't discussed in your mind that you know, like, I haven't actually uncovered this stone? There's this yeah. one stone or this stone. And do you want to discuss it at one point or is there a boundary there for you? Well... I still see my career. I see my career as a public service to an extent. Mm-hmm. So, like I, I just gave the young people on your station the advice of um, be the person that you needed when you were younger. Mm-hmm. That's how I decide what I'm going to say. So mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily just sitting here being like, "Oh, this is on my heart." So let me just, you know, some stuff is on my heart because I need to work through it, and it's not ready to be presented to the public yet. But in terms of what I think, a young people. A young person needs to hear today. Yeah, um, I'll always just say it. I love it, and it, it and it hits because I think they trust you. There's a trust mm. there. You you look like them. You, you sound like them. You, you talk like them. And representation for that reason is so key. It can never be in my mind reduced or even even symbolic representation for like MPs that don't do anything. I'm cool with yeah. it because yeah, you're right. They should do better, whatever, that's a different story. But, but, but what that might mean for a generation to see, I don't know, a black woman in, in a position of power or whatever it is, is just beautiful. That's its own, that's its own, that's its own force. Gift, yes. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Very, very cool. And, and you mentioned a little bit around developing these themes. Um, of course, chapter three is now out, um, mm. living and thriving. Could you give us a bit of a kind of exclusive on terms of what you'll be delving into um, and, and also where you kind of find your inspiration now that it's you know, round three, as it were? Right. Well, I think listening back to chapter three, I've been mm-hmm. impacted by the resurgence of interest in anti-Black racism. Mm-hmm. My podcast always referenced this. It always referenced inequality and injustice as experienced through my life. 
and across my group, whether that's the inner city or the African diaspora or Uganda. But this chapter, I'm like, I'm going in. Like I said, when I know that it's time for something to be said, I have to rise to the occasion, no matter what else is on my mind. I've had other stuff on my mind, but this chapter, you know, I'm breaking down what's going on with black people as best as I can. So beautiful. You're here for it and, and you'll tell the story in a way that only you can, that I think will, will translate so much. So very much excited to hear more. Um, one thing around the black experience I wanted to ask you was, do you think things are getting better? Because I spoke to, uh, with Ray Black about this not too long ago on the show and she said- yeah she's great uh she said really kind of i think that was really powerful it stuck with me as a black musician as someone in the entertainment industry she's like there are so many perks she's like i I love my life i have a good life i have a platform i'm able to use my voice in these great ways let's be positive for a moment and step back and also she really said she uh takes like you said the responsibility she has for her platform very seriously i still have to say do you think we're becoming uh more aware as a society i to stay in the word work so i won't use it but more aware as a society uh and, and actually are our black creatives being better rewarded for their efforts you know it's like i think we're doing great mm-hmm. i think we are doing great let me caveat that though yeah. there is a lot to be done yeah um because the greatness that we experience as black creatives mm-hmm. in london or in britain or in the west that doesn't necessarily translate across our group. Do you get what I'm saying? That's why I talk about the group so much. That's why mm-hmm. my work mm-hmm. isn't solely about my life because mm-hmm. my life, I'm so grateful for it, to be honest with you. You know, if I told you about how much I love my family all the time or how well things are going with my partner or, you know, how well business is going, you, I, you know what people would be interested in. You'd be like, in you don't have any problems, is what they would tell you, right? They would right. Always go, and, 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 what are you, what some, are you stressing and, about? And sometimes I'm, yeah. I, I don't mind, I wouldn't mind putting that message out there because sometimes we need to hear that. Like, I, I need escapism or I need positive visualization. Yeah. Not everyday someone trauma. Someone else to tell me a good not story. Not everyday trauma. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. everyday trauma, especially with us, man. It's too much now. Yeah. But, mm. but. Uh, like you, I'm a politics graduate. I'm a I'm a humanities graduate. I studied social sociology and psychology and <clears throat> social anthropology, and I have the tools to frame what is going on outside of just my life to an audience. Not everyone has those tools in my position. So, uh, with with that in mind, I would say that across the group. Ultimately, I am not satisfied with where black people are, to be honest. Understanding the problems of just Uganda alone, to the mm-hmm. extent that I understand them or I'm aware of them. Mm-hmm. You're in Turkey right now, right? Yeah. I don't know if we're able to yeah. say that. We are. They, they know, the okay. audience knows. Right. Well, there's a famous Ugandan blogger who was just extracted from Turkey by the Ugandan government for running his mouth. Yeah. You know, so... So, and that's indicative of a, a lot of what is happening across African politics, not just Ugandan politics. Wow. We, 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 we still don't have countries that have a 
significant degree of freedom of speech or organization or, or transparency you know freedom like of, freedom of media freedom of movement freedom of assembly all of that yeah so we've got fundamental things that we have to work on and as much as i'm grateful for my life yeah i want more for us as a group mm-hmm. then just taking a step back because i agree with absolutely everything you just said do you feel because i get frustrated with people who don't do enough um, who do have the platform who do have the tools because you have the tools absolutely in the way that you conduct yourself in the way that you articulate the world that is your speciality that's your expertise you also have the platform I can have all the tools I want if I don't have the platform. It doesn't go anywhere. There's no distribution power there. For people that, like yourself, have both, but maybe don't choose to go into the fire with the same, you know, zest that you do, do you judge that or do you kind of go every man to themselves? Because I judge it personally. I know I shouldn't, but I do um, because I know even with my little patch of grass what I'm trying to do. Right. Well... The older I get, the more I understand the importance of acceptance, mm. accepting things and people as they present themselves. Mm. I find it important to accept people because you don't actually have the time to look into this person's whole life and figure out why they are. And even if you did have the time, you don't have the qualification. You know, it's really not my place to understand. Why do you want do them to don't. do more? Mm. Are there people you look at what I want, because mm-hmm. I used to think about this a lot, I used to fantasize about this, about mm-hmm. everyone wanting to do more. Yeah. And I've seen a bit of it growing across the social media generation. And in the past year with COVID and the resurgence of BLM, I've seen people try to do more and try to care more. And I respect it. Mm-hmm. What I think is the real solution, though, is that at the education level, early on in every human being's life, they need to be um, consistently prepped to take on these big challenges. I've been prepped because I was fortunate enough to be in a community that had these challenges and mm. be from a country that had those challenges, but in a family that was able to give me these tools. And I've been prepped, mm-hmm. but society doesn't have a, 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 a strong enough system yeah. of prepping people mm-hmm. uh, to take on social injustice so a lot of the time it's a straight confidence issue that's what i notice with a lot of the rappers that are powerful and well resourced Mm. a lot of them don't feel confident that they will be able to transition from appearing gangster Mm -hmm. to appearing responsible for their community Mm. a lot of when you talk to them you realize that their experiences haven't set them up to really be able to step into that role or they're paranoid about losing money yeah. which is a psychological thing that also needs to be worked it's another on. trauma we can talk about right it's a different trauma yeah like the setup so i try not to judge man and i try and think what does a young person need to be yeah. better than us mm. and then i work what did you need when you were younger that you now have because of you uh i needed someone who looked like me with mm-hmm. the independence that I have in the media and the experience that I have and the creativity that I apply to my output. I needed that person. The closest I got when I was young was Nas. And mm-hmm. Nas was essential for me in forming a concept of who I was going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I took Nas's model. I tried my best in school so that I would be able to get the qualifications and learn the jargon. Not to say that that's better than what Nas had, it's just an alternative form 
the eye we reach the know. same goal yeah 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 so mm. not not jay when i was younger it wasn't jay it was nuts but when yeah. i got older you know jay became yeah my my template mm. yeah do you think that's indicative of your own growth or you just take what indicative. you <laughs> i think it's indicative of the reality that we live in a society driven by money mm-hmm and um jay-z's understanding of that was an education for me but when we're younger especially back in the day rap music was presented as responsible black men they wouldn't present it to us as this is a theory this is a theory of change this is a worldview education is an education that you might that might be essential but Mm. with hindsight i can see that that was an essential education and the theory of getting money to Mm. say what say your truth is it's, it's, it's like airtight and if we can just share that across the community a lot of people don't like when i say that a lot of people don't want to hear a lot of people just want to say straight down with capitalism but i'm not one of those people i actually believe we need to uh play to our strengths ownership yeah really and that amen amen um, before I let you go, I do want to know a little bit more about you. Um, mm. Delved into quite of these big, big concepts in the small time that we do have here. Um, if your best friends were here right now mm-hmm. and they were to describe you in three words, what would they say? <laughs> and you're a poet, so they got to be good. Yeah, look at the pressure. Um, yeah. I'd probably say deep. Mm-hmm. I'd probably say creative and maybe you're killing me I'm trying to think man I'm trying to give you something three two this is radio I don't know why you're taking your time I'm trying to tell this creative innit they would say man's creative creative and deep you gotta give me stuff creative and deep there you go are you, are you funny? Are you cheeky? Are you... I'm mad funny, but you like, ain't ready for that. So no. there's no point in I always find it really funny when people call themselves funny. I was setting you up there. Because I'm like, <laughs> are you funny? I'm like, okay, that's But look, are you not laughing right now? Yeah. There you go. Okay, I am. There you go. <laughs> and um, we're all about also really amplifying and, 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 and uh, championing self-care on this show, uh, especially for anybody uh, who is of the male variety tuning in. What does self-care look like for you as a black man in the UK? It's like doing what doing whatever makes you feel free. Hmm. Whatever makes you know, you know what it is. I know. Everyone has a different answer in it, so can I ask what yours is, if you don't mind sharing? What makes me feel free? Yeah, and that can change week on week. But this week, what makes you feel, feel free, George's Poet? Just having a good time with my loved ones, really. I'm trying not to give you cliched answers, but that's all right. I can't lie. <laughs> that, but that is it. That's the, that's the, that's the source of this life I deep the other day. I was like, love is the most fundamental emotion. <laughs> that's like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds yeah. cheesy as anything, but it's true. Like, true. you got some dope people that love upon you the right way. It's the kids. That's it, right? That's 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 real legacy, right? Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. 
And what is up next for you? How can we find you across the socials? So an episode of my podcast is rolling out every week. Um, right now, uh, episode five is about to drop. You can catch it on BBC Sounds and the rest of the podcast you can catch on any... Anywhere they do um, podcasts. Any, any, pop, any <laughs> podcast platform. But uh, yeah, just... Just, just, just watch the space. Follow me at George the Poet. I'm actually so lit, and I've got so much going on that I'm very bad at selling it. So take my word for it. You might not hear about me everywhere, but I'm one of one. You get me. You're lucky yeah. to be alive at the same time as me. So Pukerish. check me out. <laughs> no, you definitely check are. Check me out. And really appreciate your coming on the show and chatting with me. Hopefully, we can do this in person whenever that is allowed. Yeah, man. Thank you very much for listening, for taking time. Thank you. All right, guys, we're going to play some music. It is The Social on the Beat London on a 3.6 FM. Don't go anywhere. <laughs>